Hello once again and welcome to the Wise Men Say Film Club where we'll be going through some of our favourite sports films from throughout the years. Um, today we've got an absolute doozy of a film. One of probably the most iconic film of the noughties and to join me on this uh, voyage of discovery I have, uh, I'm once again joined by Matthew Keeling. Hello. And... Uh, and his wise men say film club debut is uh, Craig Clark. <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed to miss that Green Street one, but I did laugh a lot at it. So thanks for that, lads. <laughs> you are well. You're Craig. gonna be you're gonna be laughing a whole lot oh. more as we delve as we take you back to the year 2004, an era of diamond shirts, Nokia phones, <laughs> Burberry, and a whole lot of racism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the perfect novella that is uh, the football factory. There's nothing different about me. I'm just another bored male approaching 30 in a dead end job who lives for the weekend. Casual sex, watered down lager, heavily cut drugs, and occasionally kicking fuck out of someone. Just spotted that little fan at a pub in Denver Street. Right, which one of them's staring at? Please don't start, dude. Alright, sweetheart. I'm gonna smash the fucking granny out of the house. Cut a little cheeky tequila, let's drink it on it. Flash coffee bastards, you know, Stanley? Millwall for play 44, Chelsea. Yes! Yeah! Fucking Millwall! Come on, Noah! Come Millwall the weekend, that'll liven you up a bit. You want to wait to the game, or do you want to make one with me now? Just be careful. Next time you visit the boneyard, it could be in a box. Yeah, about time you started growing up. What? Johnson! Not fucking ready for us or what? Remember, you're going to be in deep south. What else are you going to do on a Saturday? Written by and directed by Nick Love and starring, of course, Danny Dyer. <laughs> based, based on a book as well. Has anyone read the based, book? Based on a book no. of the same name. Uh, this is our first... This was like our kind of like first introduction to Danny Dyer, unless you saw him like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> masturbating during human traffic. Human traffic, <laughs> yeah. His film <laughs> debut, wasn't it? What a yeah, man. Yeah, and he's... And he's uh, Tommy Johnson, the uh, <laughs> uh, lovable everyman, a bit like uh, Elijah Wood, only not in the same kind of breath. Can I, can I just say before we go on that this is my favourite film of all time? I think that's, that's what we've well, it. Not only do you have it on DVD, you have it on. I have, to call I have you the soon. deluxe, deluxe, the deluxe yeah. DVD, deluxe. Well, it's another. It's another. It's kind of like. It's uh, you know we had like lock stock and two smoking barrels and snatch. I think this is like the f- the football version mm. of that. Yeah. And, and again, very much, very much early early noughties. <laughs> oh uh, yes. <laughs> would you like to know the number ones? Uh, what was number know. one when this film came out? Okay, so we have two. It came out on uh, May fourteenth. So I had April f- April eighteenth two thousand four. Uh, it was number one for four weeks. Anyone want to hazard a guess? 2004. Yeah. 
It was a one-hit wonder, and it was followed up by a another one-hit wonder that was also repost. To oh, the I previous. know exactly. I was oh, just oh, thinking what it is. What's it oh, called? Is, is it when? It, don't want you, but was it Eamon? Yes, that was it. Yeah. Yes. I, I, before when you were building up the repost, I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> what a tune. That was at number Incredible. one for four weeks. I thought it was 400 weeks, to be honest. Well, and it should have been. And then two days later, after this film came up, out, uh, Frankie's Fuck You Right Back came out. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. She was we quite fit. at number one to, to get in, three more weeks. Get into the spirit of this film, she was quite fit. <laughs> if I remember right. <laughs> you know there are two sides to every story. Also getting into the spirit of this film, the police have just walked past again outside of my window, uh, which will come on to the iconic sort of opening introduction to some of the characters in this film, has a very police surveillance feel, but... uh, yeah. Well, it's just... What, it, what this, God, so good, this film. And those number ones just add to the flavour. I'm so excited. It's, just, it's fantastic. But it's just, there's so, there's just so many layers and <laughs> characters within this film. It's, it's amazing. Oh, like, I, I re-watched it yesterday. Uh, I watched it, yeah, Amazon. me too, actually. It's, all, it's available on Amazon Prime, if it anyone is. wants to. Along uh, with some other brilliant stuff on Prime in a similar... Danny Dyer's in International Factories, for instance. Well, this may well be something that we explore. <laughs> we should deeply explore it very deeply. Phenomenal. That, it's, yeah, like I said, it's the, when the world, or this country at least, was introduced to the uh, the very artistic nuances of <laughs> Danny Dyer's acting. Um, <laughs> and Nick Love's <laughs> filmmaking, to be fair. The auteur, uh, well, that is. They, they had like a, a real sort of like partnership, didn't they, with the business... Um, the business is might... really, I really like the business actually. Was there any others that they worked on together? I'm trying to think of another famous film collaborating duo. Maybe Was he in, like... uh, well, Nick Love did The Sweeney. That I'm trying to see what he... Beautiful. Plan, Plan B was in that. Mm. <laughs> oh, spe- speaking of Nick Love, uh, going through his uh, <laughs> his Wikipedia, he was married... This is very also late 90s, early 2000s. He was married to Patsy Palmer from EastEnders. Of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> also feeding into that time, of course, Danny Dyer had a column in, like, Nuts or Zoo or something, which, and... Uh, and speaking of films, Mark Kermode was a. I, I've always been a big fan of his, and I was I loved that he got that reference in at, at the beginning of the uh, the last episode, Tom. And of course, it reminded me that uh, they had a bit of a spat, and Dyer, mm. living up to his football factory persona, threatened to headbutt him. <laughs> Before then, seeing Kermode's perception of him was very odd because he's done Pinter and stuff. You're not really helping yourself, Danny, when you're saying there wouldn't be much talking. You're going to break his nose with your head. But it does really speak to, to what we're about to talk about here, 
which is his football violent man <laughs> character. <laughs> but, well, yes. And, the, and also this film... Uh, well, if we go, if we get on with the film. It's like it begins. It begins. It begins in that brilliant way that all like football hooligan documentaries used to begin with in like on like the early two thousand on Sky One, where it's just like a load of CCTV yes. footage of people like scrapping in the streets. To be, to be fair to it, I would say that obviously they're trying to transmit this idea of authenticity, which obviously Green Street does not go for. And to an extent, as wooden as parts of this film are and bizarre and don't make sense, it does have an element of authenticity, I think. Yeah, I, f- I feel that's right. It's Well, I've written down, it's like a, a very low-rent kind of like English version of a, like a fight club where yeah. it's like there's not men, it's just a load of men who have nothing <laughs> to do with their lives. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says he says it in the opening bit where he's just like, oh, we're just like drinking and doing drugs and we don't really have anything to do. We don't get paid enough money. Mm. And the only thing we get anything out of is just, you know, kicking, kicking the fucking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously when we meet Danny, or Tommy Johnson, and he's on the floor being beat up. And he says, this, this is me in a very prophetic way. This is me th- three weeks from now and a series of events. He's uh, going to lead him to this part where he's being battered in some kind of tunnel. <laughs> but then he also uh, opens <laughs> the monologue, or like the voiceover begins with him referring to football violence as having VD. Uh, the pain goes on forever <laughs> in uh, Tommy Johnson's very eloquent words. And that, that also speaks to this film's love of the combat. It's, a very, it's about, well, it is a very masculine kind of film, which I guess most hooligan films are. But it does, it's like sex, drugs, footy, booze, the boozer. It's yeah. like all that. It's pub, get, yeah. yeah, it gets it in there straight away, doesn't it? It's like, it's telling you straight away, this is a film, not for the faint-hearted, basically. It's going to be bad it, language. And... It sure <laughs> presumes you know, you know a bit about the, like, the... the the football hooliganism sort of thing, really. Yes, like, whereas obviously, I think we were talking about this the other day. Whereas Green Street explains everything, including Cockney Rami slang ten times. I think this like <laughs> sort of presumes you're like aware of Chelsea at Millwall. Well, it does. You know, the, yeah, um, big it, hooligan followings, etc. I think it it does a much better job of conveying that. Although, I mean, I mean, straight away, as I'm sure you're going to come on to, Tom, pretty much after that, the words Tottenham away are on the screen. So, <laughs> yeah, like Green it. Street, we start with a bit of a Tottenham vibe, but it's done in a way that actually speaks to things that you hear about, you know, when you hear those stories about hooliganism. That That's kind of gas in the pub thing. Well, they're going to their pub, yeah. Yeah, like, that made me think of, uh, there was a story you used to do the rounds about Derby days up here, and... Uh, Sunderland fans had CS gassed the strawberry once, for instance. Mm. So straight away, you, you're straight in there with that kind of... There's no explanation, is there? This isn't designed for an American audience. And it's also no. not doing that kind of... Uh, giving that notion that these people actually go to the match. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. another... Other ones, well, Green Street especially, they make it out that they go to the game and then yeah. have, a gr- have a good time at the match, then have a fight. Whereas, like, I mean, I've never... I don't know anything about hooliganism, but the re- the limited inf- <laughs> like limited knowledge I do have, they don't go to the games. They don't they're usually go to the banned. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
<laughs> so yeah, so as it kicks off with uh, Tottenham away, and what I always find what I find quite funny is when they're all walking to it's just a group of very overweight men, yeah, bald overweight men. Um, and then, <laughs> so they're having a scrap outside the pub where the woman with a pram just screams. <laughs> it's, it's like oh, you're just great, a bunch that. of idiots. Yeah, what does she call them? She calls she, them muggy little. Just say, yeah, just say, say, just say. This has got to be an explicit episode. Well, oh, well. If he, if Richards puts in the trailer, then yes, it will be. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then we're introduced to like uh, so, and then but Danny Dyer, it's uh, he utters the immortal question of uh, well, what else are you going to do? Yes, it's a question that permeates through the film, um, <laughs> and then <it> cuts to. <laughs> And some, sometimes and you're left to think, not watch this film. But uh, <laughs> no, you never think that. <laughs> but then, and then we go through. Then we're introduced to the rest of the uh, the Chelsea. Uh, it was Chelsea, like a a faction, or it's based on the Chelsea headhunters. Headhunters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we're introduced to the rest of the uh, the crew, where we have uh, Harris, who's the uh, the leader of it, who just looks like. He just looks like everyone who's ever been in a hooligan film. Um, uh, I and think then he looks. Also... A little, do you know? I think he looks a little bit like the head teacher out of um, Mr. Gold uh, of the In Betweeners. Yeah, like if if he went down <laughs> a different route instead of uh, <laughs> taking on the comprehensive school kids, he decided to take on Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. Uh, and then also, but then we also have uh, Harris's uh, right hand man. Who uh, <laughs> is the man with the greatest name on uh, in cinema? Is Billy Bright, the the man, yes. <laughs> a man who could only be a football hooligan <laughs> in in any acting played sphere. By, played by Frank Harper. Yes, this is what we've got. <laughs> this is where you're going to come into your own, Matthew, because uh, with the deluxe Frank edition Harper, DVD, I'm in, expecting a full biography of he, each he actor. Was in, he was also in St George's Day. Of course, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and um, that's probably it, I think. Uh, well, yeah. That's it. Yeah, his acting career was over uh, with the end of the Hooligan Well, well to be fair, once, you, once, you, once you've done this one, you don't need to be in another film because you've sort of completed acting. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I like the way is the way it introduces these people. By the way, as we as we go through them, Tom, as suspects, and yeah, while there are yeah. run-ins with the police throughout, it does again. It goes uh, back to that CCTV thing, as if they're being watched by the police. But at no point during this film do you get the sense that they actually are being watched by the no, police. There's a really good <laughs> sort of when when Bill's been introduced, it transpires that he's banned from driving. Yes, and because um, it's down the garage. It, Two o'clock this morning, and Harris goes, "What are you driving for, you lunatic? You're banned." Billy replies, "Well, what else am I going to do? Walk." <laughs> There's a lot of what else are you going to do in this film, isn't there? <laughs> and in fact, they do quite a lot of walking. Ironically, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, because he's banned. Yeah. Nobody doesn't stop him driving. <laughs> no, only at two o'clock in the morning when they're right. That Dimlo Johnson sold him some nutty skunk, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, uh, just uh, this is, uh, I think football. Well, Billy Bright says it a lot, and also Harris <laughs> says it, but it's like 
I didn't do a, I was going to do a count for the amount of times the the phrase soppy bollocks was mentioned because yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that I think this is the first, you know how you can do like on Google now where you can see how uh, certain words in language are used because I think in 2004 there would have been a major spike in like <laughs> the, t- the phrase uh, soppy bollocks soppy being bollocks. and sigh as well and sigh and, and also, sigh so uh, <laughs> alongside uh, you know the means. rest of this Motley crew is Rod, who just looks like <laughs> a man. He is. <laughs> Who's Tommy's best mate. Rod King. <laughs> Rod King. Rodney King. Yeah. <laughs> God. Billy Bright, Rodney King. A Rod Harris. Tommy, Tommy Johnson. <laughs> Tommy Johnson and Rodney King. And just Harris. And, and just Zebedee. Harris. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. And then you have, uh, like you said, you have uh, Zebedee and his uh, mate who doesn't have a... <laughs> doesn't have a page on Wikipedia. Hey, who just <laughs> Raff. Raff. He, he yeah. was in he was in the firm. Uh, the was he? of the firm. He played uh, Dom in the firm. Oh, right. Two thousand and nine. Yeah. Maybe we can come on to that. There's a lot of these great little crossovers, isn't there, between like actors appearing in the different films and that. Is this for the typecast? Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, these two, these are like the young lads who just go around uh, robbing. And then we also have, which is kind of weird about this film, it kind of has the kind of like nice kind of uh, side story of uh, Tommy Johnson's granddad, mm. who who's like a war veteran and. But, you know, he's still one of the boys and all this. Isn't he called oh, yeah. Bill as well? Yeah, he's called Bill. I mean, you call him something else, wouldn't you? Like, it's confusing. Like, they've got nah, it's Bill. a list of names Bill. to to pick from, and they've picked two Bills. <laughs> it's so common, yeah. isn't it? It's a bit co- yeah. then, cockney, isn't it? Bill. <laughs> yeah. I so enjoy it, that uh, Tommy Johnson calls his granddad Bill as well and not yeah. grander. Of course he does. Well, at first I thought he was like an uncle because yeah, he keeps yeah. referring to him by his first name. Yeah. But... I quite like the old men in it, by name. the way. We, we can talk a bit more about them as the story progresses, but yeah. I think their their relationship and the way it's conveyed is probably the most successful part of the film, along with the fight sequences. It is, it is, like, like I say, this this like kind of like side story kind of, I don't know, it, we'll, we'll get onto it a bit later, but it kind of puts like a nice... Tint. It's not just all yeah. like, yeah, beating Stupidity. people, yeah, beating yeah, people yeah. up, doing loads of drugs, and you know, well, what we like misogyny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, his granddad and his pal are planning to. They're retired and they've uh, planned to move to Australia. But that is explained later in the film. So after the scrap at Tottenham. Uh, it comes uh, the next chapter. These, as I was saying to Matthew before, these chapters are like <laughs> two minutes long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're just random. Like some yeah. of them, a fuse is lit or something. The, one of them is called the fuse is lit because this is where this is where Tommy Johnson's demise begins. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he goes into what looks like the most <laughs> early naughty bar imaginable. Uh, with, which I always love about this, where it's just like, his cigarette's like bent. Yeah. He's got this like, kind of like droopy cigarette. It's reflecting his psychological state of mind, though, you know. He's yeah. a bit like, oh no, he's fragmenting. It's such a good film. It's Hitchcockian almost, you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something but anyway, like that. He, uh, him and Rod try and chat up Dawn from EastEnders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's great. 
Uh, well, well, also the uh, the racist taxi driver is also oh, yeah. Dennis Dennis Brannan, who is <laughs> just is one of the best East End characters best character. ever created. I'm not. I'm just just um, touching on quickly again on, on Bright before before we yeah, move on. The, the intro, the, the intro to him. He's sort of he's introduced as a, a a deep a deeply troubled man behind closed doors, isn't he? Because he's bitter. <laughs> He's bit oh Harris. yes, yes. That Harris runs the firm and, and and he doesn't. And there's a there's a shot which is my favourite scene in any <laughs> film ever, where Billy is mowing the lawn. <laughs> I thought this would come up. <laughs> One handed, slinging the lawnmower around his garden, fuming, with his whole family watching him do. It. Why are they watching him mow <laughs> the lawn? Because he demanded it clearly. <laughs> they just stood on the back step with the. His wife's got his arm, her arms around the, their children, and they're just watching him furiously mow the lawn. It's just a, it's incredible. Honestly, it's brilliant. Just watch it for that. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch the film like, for that. It's dying to be so some kind of social realist kind of Ken Loach thing, or like uh, some kind of This Is England or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> like I think as well, it tries to be a little bit train spotting. You know, when there's those bits to the, it goes back to like the past and it's all done a bit grainy. And there's like kind yeah. of little montages of like, again, Billy's at the front door, but he's a child this time before his dad goes on a racist rampage trying to <laughs> chase him. Kick him in the, 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 fu- him in the fucking bollocks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's like Nick loves like desperately like thinking, yeah, yeah. This film, it's it's like, you know, it's it's got a message. It's got a message. Because like, that racist taxi driver, Tom, like, obviously the idea, he's like saying, oh, you know, it's not like it used to be these two old men. and But the old men resist. Yeah. Because yeah. the film is, it shows you racism, but it isn't racist. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point, though, actually. It's quite like... Well, there's another, <clears throat> there's a part in that later on where... This is what like it tries. It's like <laughs> Tommy's granddad doesn't like. Um, he doesn't like Harris or yes. Billy yeah. Bright because his his idea was that he fought the Germans to stop fascism mm. in this country, whereas they were just right wing fascists. Especially um, Harris, he seems to think he's some kind of Adolf Hitler character for some well, reason. Well, the thing is, we don't we don't really learn anything about no, you Harris. Don't, uh, no doesn't go too deeply into Harris's sort of life, really. Because yeah. he's... He's, sorry, yeah, he's, he's just the leader of the, of, the, of the firm. Yeah, he's never, like... I guess his character's not as, like, hilarious as, like, Billy Bright. <laughs> and I guess he's more, like... I guess he's more, like, just... Not not straight lace, but kind of just, like... Or, he seems more organised. He's more streetwise as well, isn't he? He's not so much of, a, like, a loose cannon. as like... He's more, yeah. like... Like well, you see, we'll come to this later again. When they when they go on the away game, he's the one doing the red the register on on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the register. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> who's been scrapping with Stoke fans? Oh yes, great. Bit well, that's so great. Love that. But before before that, so Danny Dyer and his mate Rod King are in. <laughs> They're in, they're in this nightclub. <laughs> they've chatted up these two women and they've, they've taken them... Also, they get taken back to their house by the racist taxi driver. Yeah. And oh, yeah, the racist sh- taxi... There's only one taxi driver in the whole of London. Yeah, <laughs> all of London. 
Or he tells him to shut his noise. Oh, God. There's shut some, your noise. There's some great one-liners in this film, and uh, one of them relates to when they've pulled uh, Dawn from EastEnders, and uh, Danny Dyer cannot... He's, Danny Dyer's pulled one of the two of them, and he simply cannot wait to smell your fanny. <laughs> But unfortunately, they both fall asleep. <laughs> Who's uh, and uh, Rod is apparently hung like a python, <laughs> so, which is uh, which is good to know. Which is we progress through, we progress through through the film. It might explain how Rod is able to pull ever because he is the most generic man ever. Rod does run an air conditioning firm, Craig. That's true. <laughs> How the uh, court clerk knows that. I'm sorry, we're, I we're jumping all yeah. over the place yeah. here. But yeah, I just don't know how that's odd. odd. I mean, they what's, did this what's... during the film. Well, they did. I mean, you could put the film in any order and it would make as much sense as it did in this order. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Danny... So, sorry, Tommy wakes up and so has got a knife to his throat, which is... Uh, oh, yeah, bit, that's good. Bit bad. <laughs> And then Rod uh, comes up and smashes a cricket bat over the back yeah. of his head. Apparently there are, uh, there, are holes, there are holes dug all over South London for people like you. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're in Banda Country now, Banda Country? <laughs> country? The house is beautiful. Yeah, it's massive. And it's in London. It must be worth about two million. <laughs> Somewhere in Wait, Somewhere Burnsy, South London. Yeah. Banda Country. Banda Country. So, so Danny, uh, uh, sorry, I keep referring to him as Danny Dyer. It's hard not to, really. He's just, he's just he Danny, is Danny Dyer. He is Danny Dyer. So Tommy and Rod, the python, uh, run down the street in a bed sheet and then go yes. through. So, and he turns up to Billy Bright's place of business and it turns out Billy Bright is a florist. <laughs> There's a big floral theme throughout this film because later there's a man selling flowers yeah. as well. Who's a former hooligan? What you got a sheet on for? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But it is. It's also. Is that the? Uh, is that the bit where he's um, well, talking to the head of the mill Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Billy's Billy's fuming because someone's put the lilies in with the chrysanthemums or the chrysanthemums. <laughs> As he refers to them as the, well, if the if the fucking lilies, what are they doing in with the chrysanthemums? Well, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, then we're introduced to uh, the head of the Millwall firm, which is the one and only Tamer Hassan, who I believe this is his debut in film. But you he also has know. a long another collaborator with Nick Love and Danny Dyer in the business. Well, he's take, in the business, yeah. Would you remember that? T- it was like two thousand, like after this film, they were in. Like they were just on everything, yeah. like soccer aid and like yeah. everything. Mm. And it's like, also both their uh, both their daughters, Tammy Hassan and uh, Danny Dyer, were both on the same Love Island. Oh, wow. wow! So there you go. So Danny the rivalry Dyer's, continued. Yeah, Danny Dyer's daughter, of course, called Danny Dyer. So well, that's good. Or <laughs> as you would. <laughs> and uh, Tammy Hassan's daughter's called Belle, isn't she? Ah, right, oh, right, okay, yes. Someone watched that series more than I did. Loves yeah, it, did. loves it. <laughs> so, 
Uh, so at the time, uh, Fred is the head of the uh, Millwall Bushwhackers. Fred, yeah, he, Fred, Fred, yeah. And so he's uh, uh, Billy's florist to buy, because uh, also, also like uh, Billy also sells cocaine. So um, of course he does. So the florist is say, really a front, because yeah, because old Bill wouldn't look at Bill and think this bloke is a florist. That's got to be a bit dodgy, hasn't it? Now nah, we'll mm. just let him get on with his business. <laughs> Just feeling really bright, just just laughing at him arranging flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knows he's stuff to be fair. Thought of him doing a wedding or something. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, so Fred takes this, uh, <laughs> takes a phone call. The first one of the very f- uh, one of the first appearances of a Nokia phone, which uh, just <laughs> is throughout. Uh, but he also <laughs> delivers the most wooden line of because <laughs> apparently the. Uh, the girl that Danny, well, Dawn from EastEnders that Danny Dyer has apparently, uh, like, gone home with, you know. Um, apparently to Bandit Country. Uh, yeah, to Bandit Country. That was apparently his brother yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And so it's now because gonna... the, there's a lot of racial diversity in this family. Because uh, later it's referred to that Tama Hassan's character is Turkish. Yeah. But I didn't get the impression either Dawn or Dawn's brother were Turkish. <laughs> and also, Fred doesn't strike me as a particularly Turkish name. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. But then, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe wooden, it is. That, that whole conversation's quite wooden, isn't it? Cause you know, he would know if it was a Turkish <laughs> name, don't you? Hey, Malala Mostek. Ah, the whole conversation's quite wooden, isn't it? Because it's like heard you. Heard you Chelsea boys had a meet down at Portsmouth the other day. Oh yeah, heard you Millwall Bulls boys had a meet down at wherever they were. And it's like you were just like another. But it was just another normal. It was just a stereotypical like firm club. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like oh it's uh, <laughs> yeah Portsmouth, and then it's like oh you had to do with uh, West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> <or something>. yeah. <laughs> with the old GSE. <laughs> with the. <your> <laughs> Collaboration then, soon. Uh, <laughs> I'd love so that. Then it, <laughs> so then it goes. Uh, so essentially, Tommy's in heat with these Millwall fans, and now it's again a cup draw. Yes, and of course. Yes. <laughs> so we all have to gather around <laughs> and find somewhere to watch this cup draw. Billy Bright takes his uh, his wife. Uh, well, she thinks he's going up west, for but tapas. she's actually going to for tapas. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's, he's, that that plate of food is revolting. It looks rank. That's it is like there's like gravy on it for no reason. Oh, it's, it's like awful. chips, but they're swimming in gravy. But it's, it's like, like sizzling gravy. Scampy, it's like all bubbling and that. It's probably it's probably grease if we're honest. <laughs> Billy's not very happy because let's see what's on the menu. Pipe down, <laughs> <laughs> fighting. But as uh, and also Zeb, Zeb. Meanwhile, Zebedee and Raph are uh, gone out robbing someone's house, which uh, which might uh, which might come to their uh, detriment. There's a twist in the, in the tale. <clears throat> but, you just met, you just mentioned Craig there. Billy's not very happy because people are talking, watching it while he's trying to watch the draw, and it. It's quite funny because it, it, it focuses on one man that's obviously particularly annoying Billy because it slows him down and, and slows down his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Billy then stands up and uh, asks politely, um, will you shut up? I'm trying to watch the fucking telly. <laughs> it's like, 
Billy, if you really wanted to see this cup draw, <laughs> didn't you? Just, couldn't you just watch why it in the house? He, why did you need to hear it? It's a draw. Like, yeah, just, watch, uh, just watch it in the house. Well, no, well, just watch the watch no, the numbers come. Because oh, go out afterwards. Rod just go King, out afterwards. But Rod King and uh, Tommy Johnson are watching it in, right. in the bar where he picked up Dawn. Oh. And they can't hear it because for some reason Aye. in this cup draw they're Aye. not putting the words on the uh, on the screen. So the, there is a reason you need to hear the telly because this is the only cup draw in history where the teams don't appear on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's just also remind me of uh, uh, Billy's issue with people in pubs because as we as we as we originally met him. Of just to get a feel of the man, is where Rod Rod King and uh, Tommy <laughs> accompany him into a pub, uh, into a London pub, and they happen to be, for some bizarre reason in this London pub, eight Stoke fans just across the way. And as they say, please don't, please don't do anything. Uh, please, Bill, please don't stop. Please, Bill. Bill. <laughs> but, oh, of course he does. Because it's <laughs> Bill, isn't it? It's Bill. Loves a rock. It's to tell them that he will cut them first. <coughs> yeah. <My laughs> Imagine being out with a bloke like that. Oh. <laughs> Just like going into a pub. Oh. Which one is it? Which one's looking at the big geezer with the Hackett cap on? <laughs> the Hackett cap, yeah. yeah. Everybody wears a Hackett cap in this film. do. <laughs> uh, as we said about t- so that's the story, as we see Tom and uh, Rod... Uh, are in the uh, are in this club and the, everyone they're right they've got Millwall obviously because everyone in these films gets Millwall. <laughs> Who else are you going to get on a Saturday? Right. Another case of another case we were talking about Tom of Millwall never being the focus club are they? They're always yeah. the they're always the the, the, the bad club. guys. But at least in this film they don't just call the area Millwall because <laughs> they again expect you to understand a little bit of London geography. Yeah, they've actually done uh, a bit of homework on that that front and not just put up the big sign that says <laughs> Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, then, uh, so as they're celebrating the, uh, these two, uh, it turns out that the uh, the man they hit over the cricket bat is in the bar with a bandaged is. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is in- this is great. <laughs> he stood in the corner playing pool in this club, but he's got a massive bandage round his head. What's so good about this for me is London's fucking massive, right? That's... <laughs> and, and they're all from different parts of London. And not only is there only one taxi driver in London, because yet again they end up in his taxi, there's only one bar in the entire of London because not only does Dawn go there, but a brother goes there as well. It's, it's and all so these funny. Mates. The, the yeah. bandage on his head. It's just, it's definitely in there, isn't it? Because obviously Nick Love was thinking, hmm, do you think they'll realise that's the same? Pa- no, we'll best put a bandage on his head and make sure it's just so we know that he's been over, hit over the head with a cricket bat. I think the film's only been on about 12 minutes by yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the title sequence hasn't been on yet. Everything's it's so intense. Got eyes playing over it. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, the soundtrack, oh, I was going to say, the soundtrack's yeah. actually really good. soundtrack's great, yeah, but, really good. But it's really f- hyped up. There's music all the time, fast cutting, but, fast editing. Really it's, loud as well, isn't it? It's quite Yeah, like, it's really in your face, like. I was going to say, this, like, I've written down, it was like the Libertines or the Baby Shambles. No, it's Libertines on there, yeah. The Libertines. Libertines, what a waste there is the... 
and there's a lot of like Pymus streets. Uh, Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks on there as well. Buzzcocks, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, oh, obviously the. Oh, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well. So <laughs> once it, once again, uh, Tommy Tommy's on the run um, because he's been spotted by these Millwall fans, um, <laughs> and then they've got a big day out. But we'll take a break there because this film is quite <laughs> quite a lot to get through. Uh, we'll take a little break there, and uh, just a reminder to keep shopping at, uh, from the terraces. Um, so you can dress better than anyone in this film. Yes, because they're all dressed dress terribly, terribly in this film. Yeah. So, so got, I think from the terraces have got some um, new designs coming out, haven't they? When when they're allowed to sell things again. So um, and none yeah. of those designs feature any of the hideous things that Danny Dyer wears. <laughs> oh, there are no Hackett caps or diamond jumpers. It's those diamond. It's not just well, the diamond so. jumper. It's the blue t-shirt underneath. Yeah, I might. Yeah, we should Oof. bring that back. <laughs> right, bring it back uh, it never was in anyway sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. after the break the lads are all going on a big day out but where to oh. we'll find out after this <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the wise men say film club where we're halfway through our dissection of uh, the 2004 classic the football factory uh, uh, before the break, uh, Rod King and Tommy Johnson had been chased out of a club by someone they'd hit over the head with a cricket bat. Um, and now the uh, the Bushwhackers... <laughs> is that right? No. <laughs> headhunters. headhunters. Headhunt- Bushwhackers is, works in a way as a wrestling reference, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got Stephen fuming at me because I've got the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the go- they're going up to Liverpool... So, again, it's another tie It's like Liverpool away. Because they never play the... at home. Chelsea yeah, have never had a home game in this home, whole <laughs> film. They don't play at home. Stamford Bridge, you know where to be seen. They even got Millwall away. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's got to be away, hasn't it? Yeah. But this is like another kind of like... Uh, like kind of a slight on uh, the ridiculousness of Green Street of how like this is how football hooligans normally travel in like yeah. a crap like yeah. minibus or a, a coach. That like coach by the way looks like it's from the fifties. Yeah, it's horrible. It's isn't like, it? I love it. Like only fools and horses sort of vibes going on there, isn't it? Like jolly boys outings. Or... When they're, when they're all on there as well, like doing sniff and uh, drinking sniff. bottles. Sniff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just hoovering lines up. <laughs> well, it transpires yeah. that before they get on the bus, um, uh, Tommy, Danny Dyer, asks Billy if he's all right. And, uh, no, I'm not all right. <laughs> Someone burgled my house last night. <laughs> Who could it have been? Who could it have and been? Goes, Why don't... They've, they've nicked, his, uh, nicked his phone. And he goes, uh, I've got that muggy Valkyrie ringtone. That'll uh, <laughs> freak him out. And, of course, who is it, Craig? It's Zeb. It's Zeb. It's Zebedee and his mate Raf. You're a fucking dead man. (laughs) He is not happy. He's he's not a happy man. And so the uh, (laughs) they stop the coach (laughs) with the with the title. This is so good. It just says up north. Up north. I assume that this is well. It must be Liverpool. So they drop (laughs) Zebedee and uh, Raf off. Mm -hmm. Tell them to get off. And the coach drives off. And then they just five. Scousing <laughs> stood next to just rubble. <laughs> just just like, why are they there? And they all they all run to the back of the bus, lift the flag one up, car. And watch them. <laughs> but why? One car, and there's five of them. Yeah. One and car, five men, 
And some rubble. And, and some <laughs> rubble and a load of Stanley knives. My meat Stanley. You yeah. flash cockney bastards, you know Stanley. See, yeah, that was, yeah. It was one of those, like, that was always, like, a rumour. But it was, like, that that happened. Of, like, just in... But it was also, I remember at the time, it's just, like, when that film came out, every kid in school was oh, yeah. parroting that line. Yeah. Just, like, right, okay, your mum's bought you an 18 film, right, okay. Yeah. You've seen Danny Dyer's mates get dropped off in the middle of nowhere where there just happens to be five Scousers. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, not yeah. like they're the... Up north? It's not... Uh, up north, sorry, could be anywhere. Could be Tranmere area. We just don't like know. Crew. In fairness, that <laughs> that does a bit look like more like Birkenhead than uh, Liverpool. But anyway, <laughs> the bit what, what I like about it. So in in reality, obviously there are stories about like hooligan firms hanging around service stations because people stop at service stations and mm-hmm. they can then attack the people as they come to the service station. <laughs> Who fancies a stop next to a door that's just in a pile of junk? What are you waiting there for? What we did you have? A, did you have a, a, on good authority uh, that well, this was going to happen? Or it, it's it's great though, isn't it? Because like they they all run to the back of the bus, watch them, mm. and then they start and get obviously get chased. And he tells the coach to drive drive my drive. <laughs> and I think Billy says something like, "Run, you little rats!" Out of the back. <laughs> And oh, then, of course, the... they all get off, don't they? And chase after them, yeah. where they just keep shouting swear words at them, yeah. rather than... Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> Why don't they just have a fight? Uh, it's like more of them. Batter them. But also, <laughs> this is a very long journey up to Liverpool, because they seem to have gone to Liverpool. I assume they're coming back now, because oh, they end yeah. up in a... Yeah. No, they can't be coming back, because they haven't, as will be revealed by Harris, when they're in the car park, they've, they're going to be late for the meet. Yeah, the, yeah, that's so true. So they actually. can't have yeah. been yet. So they've already been to live or like an area where Scouse people are well, around. Just, and then the then the stopping at services after that. Maybe Stoke are playing <laughs> Everton. <laughs> but Maybe. yes, uh, but, but they why do would both they, Liverpool why teams would be they, at home? Yeah. Yeah, but why would they stop at them? So uh, there's so many questions <laughs> and there are no answers to them. <laughs> it did look actually suspicious, like Hearts Head Moor as well. If anyone else has uh, service stations of uh, the north of England. <laughs> Those service stations up north. Up north. <laughs> Weatherby, Weather Hartshead Moor, <laughs> Birch. All the, all the classics, all the hits. All the classics. <laughs> but then uh, on the way out, after the buying the beer, it to go to, for an, I assume, just another 20 minutes up the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they spot the Stoke fans who were in that London pub. God, these coincidences. <laughs> the one taxi driver in London. Them, the, the Stoke it's, firm who just happened to be in this one pub in London and now there's one particular service station. It's them Stoke fans that done us. That done us. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, Matthew, you're telling me there's a particular favourite line of when they, uh, oh, they're going to yeah. ambush them. So they're coming back uh, to the coach with the beers. And uh, Harris is doing the register again, basically. On the <laughs> that and, uh, bloody fascist. My <laughs> Phil Parkinson. And uh, they're on about obviously doing the, want to do the Stoke fans. Uh, Billy Bright goes, "We'll get the beers safe, then we'll outflank them." <laughs> oh. <laughs> like what? Like the soldiers. What does that even mean? Like how can it? How also, there's like them. two guys. 
Oh, I know there's two, and then you just see them sneaking behind the car and they <laughs> pop up and twat them out of nowhere. Paris is absolutely fuming about this. Seething, he's seething with them. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, I mean, rightly so. so. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's uh, Billy has also said that Zebedees have to have a, a punishment for, <laughs> uh, you know, robbing the PlayStation. But on that. Uh, oh, yes. After that incident. After that incident, um, Tommy keeps having like they get arrested in the ca- they're in the van with the said Stoke fans. When then again, Billy again can't keep his mouth shut, <laughs> and then they're just shouting at each other in the van. Uh, but this is where this is also where Tommy starts having those uh, those vis- these weird visions. Yeah, of, the uh, psychological yeah. element of the film kicks yeah. in. Yeah, so this is this is the thinking man's hooligan film now it's moved <laughs> into, <laughs> which he keeps blaming on the nutty skunk. <laughs> Maybe so stop smoking the nutty skunk, mate. I, I don't know. It just seems like it might help. So. <laughs> He's uh he's having a naughty skunk and he sees the uh, the kid with a bandage on it on his face. Oh uh, I missed that! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, wait, it is it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Still only twenty minutes into the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, yeah, he thinks nothing of it, and then um, they go to court. And is this when <laughs> is this when Billy yeah. Bright calls the judge a nonce? Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. He doesn't use the word, but no. he insinuates it. Insinuates yeah. it, and um, the judge obviously this is one of Tommy's visions or someone's visions, and he goes. <laughs> the judge calls Bright a fat fucking slob. <laughs> is it? Is this? <laughs> Is this before or after um, the um, the juniors match? Oh no, this is no, still this to is come because this is, is, this is still come? which is just amazing. We, like that <laughs> requires a lot of emphasis, I think. <laughs> well, this, this, this is a, so there's the, the flat like the 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 pretend court case where uh, the judge calls Bright that, and then the real one where Bright just goes. He yes, sir. yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again, sir. I'm sure of that. And this is and, when, uh, of course, the uh, love machine, Rod, <laughs> Rod King. Uh, Rod so King, the court yeah. clerk, the court clerk must have heard that he's got a massive knob or something. Cause why? I mean, Danny Dyer's mystified. He doesn't understand what's Rod got that I haven't. Well, apparently a massive cock, mate. Yeah. But uh, a python. Yeah, because uh, she she's lapping him up, gives him his num, gives her gives him her number she's like you know a court official and she's courting a man who is in the dock (laughs) (laughs) which again there's a lot of weird stuff in this film but that makes no sense just (laughs) yeah it's just it's stupid that like I know they have to like kind of work her into the story, but it makes but no it just, sense. That would not ha- like <laughs> passing a note in the like. It's just no. I mean, <laughs> it, it, and then Rod. No, sorry, Danny. Danny then meets this this last. That's not that far after this, is it? I think it's uh, after, probab- probably. <laughs> it's it's, it's, yeah, it's it all is, happening, yeah. right? It doesn't matter what order. Obviously, there's the the juniors match, but 
of course, Danny thinks that this this woman, who's, you know, like, she seems like a nice enough woman, and uh, Rod, who's a piece of shit, seems to have done quite well for himself. <laughs> but Danny thinks that she is the worst sort of them all. Wanna, yeah. Wannabe middle-class scum. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can be, apparently. Not, what a- not, not his mate Billy Bright, who's a complete wanker and a bully. No, and a the worst, yeah, and a racist, massive racist. Yeah. No, no, that's that's fine, that mate. No, no, you just, as long as he's not that wannabe middle class scum, eh? <laughs> Steer clear of that. <laughs> well, and it's also uh, Zebedee goes through his punishment, which oh, involves that's horrible. <laughs> it's also it's like. It's like a scene from, like, The Godfather. Yeah, it's horrible. Where he's just, like, sat with these two, like... Oh, imagine they're just the worst kids in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can tell, can't you? Just, like, the, like, little pit bulls. It's just, like, (laughs) throwing dart, Like, literal darts at them. Oh, it makes me cringe, that. Drawing a dartboard on his T-shirt as well. What was the first one to get 100? Get something or something like that. And then he whispers in his dad's ear, doesn't he? And he obviously says... I just kick him in the bollocks. So I'll do it. Well, there has been there has been beef between uh, Zebedee and Billy from like the on outset of this film. Oh, well, yeah. in the, the, the first scene in the pub, isn't it, when Billy asks, "Is it Raph to hold his hand out?" And Zebedee thinks he'll do the same thing to him. And he goes, "Hold your hand out, Bill. We'll see how old you are." And he goes, "You what? You yeah, fucking mugging me off." Yeah, and then it's it carries on this joke for yeah. like two minutes, like, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" And it and turns out I fucking had you there. It's like, no, mate, like you've, you've taken it too far. Yeah, and everyone's Bill. like, oh, uh, "Yeah." Like, it's like, oh. <laughs> eight, eight, eight lagers, Donna, please. Uh. <laughs> eight lagers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah, eight lagers, please, mate. What? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, so it's after that where. It's it is the uh, Millwall uh, Millwall Juniors versus Chelsea Juniors <laughs> because because before the FA Cup game the juniors have to play each other. It's like that's not really a thing, but uh, yes. So it's a uh, it is kind of like you know kids game where Fred uh, Tamir Hassan and Billy are just abusing each other from they the are. inside. And it's the it's also clearly not Chelsea youths versus Millwall <laughs> youths, is it? It's just in a park. Just some With kids small in it. goals, like it's just. It, it, there's, only ref, there's only them two. There's only there's only them two there as well. <laughs> proper ref though. They're the only parents there, aren't they? <laughs> but it is. It is it's quite one funny. on each side. It's also quite funny when they start. They do start. They start scrapping, but it's like it's an also like a callback to early in the film where that woman went past and saying how stupid all of this is, and it's the same. The referee is like. This is stu- what they're doing. This is, is just stu- ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you can't behave, like you know, it's just like and like the kids know. walking off, shaking their heads in disgust. Yeah. In fairness, that was <clears throat> when I used to play like junior football. I saw like a full scale fight between yeah. parents. Oh, and yeah, it's same, like, yeah. It's like that. What that was. I always doubt if you're ridiculous. But in, in the background of all of this, Tommy's still seeing these visions oh. of uh, big billboards of saying... Uh, is it worth it, Johnson? Like, is it worth it, Johnson? That made, it, it, has... it made me think of, like, Boris and uh, the kind of cutting the NHS and stuff, given their current <laughs> climate. Is it really worth it, Boris? 
<laughs> you should uh, get onto those led by donkeys. So I'm sure they'll take that idea yeah. up. <laughs> those, those absolute wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> but then it cuts to the, it, as we said, with uh, the domestic bliss <clears throat> of Rod, and uh, I don't even think this the um, the court clerk is actually named. Um, no, but, I, yeah, she I doesn't have a name, does she? But it's like penge, horrible Penged, word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, so the conundrum comes up. It's like, oh, they've got the fancy damn, uh, you've got the fancy parents coming down from wherever. Hmm. It's like, oh, I can't. It's like, oh, they're coming to London on the weekend. Well, no, it's not Saturday because it's uh, it's Millwall, mm. and it's like, oh well. And it just it just gives. It's like, well, you could you know maybe you could give it a miss. It's like, well, I am male. Yeah. <laughs> like, because... And this blob head with yeah. him wearing a chain just yeah. smokes slowly smokes a cigarette. He's putting his tab out on a bonsai tree next to the. Oh, bed. he's horrible, isn't he? And he goes, he's just me. Again, goes... I ask you. What is this wannabe middle class scum doing going out with him? <laughs> oh, he doesn't, just... he, doesn't he like he says something like because she's like my parents don't come up very often. He goes, well, Millwall happens less than the eclipse, babe. Yeah, babe. It's great, babe. It's a great line, <laughs> babe. <laughs> is this before or after um, Tommy asks for counselling from Bill? Oh, oh wow. that's that's also that's when he meets uh, Rod's girlfriend for the first time. Oh yes, because he, he has to go at Bill, doesn't he? Because yeah. yeah, you're having a bit of oh, this is boring. This middle class scum. What you need instead is the local heed case to gun out with <laughs> on the go cork. To a brothel with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy Gray as well, who's much older than any of these. I know. <laughs> like, he must be in his like mid fifties. Yeah, uh, you, you imagine like. Tommy and, and Rod King to be, <laughs> I don't know, late 20s? They're in the well, 30s, yeah, I think. It's the whole the thing. The grander like, mentions it, doesn't he? He mentions yeah, he said like, he's going to be... Uh, you nearly 30, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. But Ze- uh, like, uh, also in the background of this, Zebedee's made a fatal error of just battering some <laughs> lad for some drugs in a yeah, BMW. That's just... So what do you think's going to happen, mate? You've, you've braided a drug dealer. That's, yeah, but why has he, he done that? Like, it's just... Again, yeah, again, it's it, that, that's another one of the things in the film where you think, well, I hate everybody actually. He's right, dick. <laughs> it's just a headbanger, isn't he? Stupid yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it this? Are they trying to like, uh, as you said at the beginning of the film, they've all had like troubled upbringings. Are this like, is it kind of kind of like um, validating their behaviour because they've got nothing else to do? Well, yeah, we I don't, don't know anything about. On that. Because like, obviously we know Tommy's got his psychological problems for which Billy Bright prescribes Viagra. Yes, um, of course he does. But, While laughing but, hysterically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe if you hadn't been drinking and taking loads of drugs, you wouldn't get that problem, Bill or <laughs> Danny. Of course, we, could, we can't forget Billy's a married man with kids. But it just doesn't stop him going to the brothel, of course. He's obviously got like, quite a nice house and a Range Rover as well because he's a drug And a fly mower. <laughs> fly mower. Like, lawn mower. Don't forget a, really light light a, really, a really lightweight lawn mower. You can throw around <laughs> with one hand. Personalised number plate, B88, of course, as well. Just incredible character. Just because <laughs> when he's ended up on that night out, dire with, uh, with Billy... Uh, no, it's not, is it? It's the, no, there's another night out that he has with Rod. 
but we need to get onto that because it's when he has to Is use his when? alias. Well, well, uh, well yeah. We're just well. about to say that. It's uh, just about to get onto that because I'm just getting so uh, excited. Sorry, Tom. Like just... to- to- Tommy meets his granddad. Uh, Bill. Also, it's, this is. Uh, <laughs> oh, have we touched on? Oh, the death. Uh, their side, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, this is a this is a story that's been like kind of running parallel to it. It's like Bill. <laughs> unfortunately, he's there's a really like sad like scene in it where like he goes to meet his meet his pal as they're about to go to Australia, and then uh, mm. he goes to the chair and the guy's like he's already died in the chair. Um, after uh, Tommy had given him an amazing going away present, it's <laughs> yeah. the biggest joint I've yeah. ever seen. That makes him a bit dizzy. <laughs> a bit dizzy, but yeah, unfortunately he's uh, he's passed away, and uh, now he's deciding whether he still wants to go to Australia. And he has that kind of like, kind of like Jack and Vera Coronation Street moment yeah. where he's like, he's. Uh, his departed wife like comes to him in a, like a vision, but he's, he's kind of a it's it's a nice like that is quite a melancholic story, nice. I think. Yeah, yeah, like, I think that's the best handled bit, especially because the granddad has amazing tracksuits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids in East London would kill for them now. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> literally would kill. <laughs> well, we saw but, it in Green Street. Well, we, we saw. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so Tommy and uh, his his granddad are talking in the the pub and he's he's going on as like maybe you should like pack this in or he's like do you ever think about anything after this he's like oh I don't know it's like you know I could maybe married with like kids like, it's after this as if it's a career after this yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> once my career is over as a yeah, well, whatever like, I am. The, like he is the footballer like he's like he's late 20s now are you thinking about after are you considering you know going I'm into coaching about... hooligans or are you just going <laughs> it's going to get me badges from Harris <laughs> yeah you're going to get them off Billy <laughs> well he, he works with Bronze. Billy as a florist as like yeah, he, works for for him. Him. he, he works for him. him yeah yeah I've got a stable wage in the florists <laughs> <laughs> so he asks him uh, what's his kids going to be called and he's like oh they're going to be called Dorian and it's like alright that's a, a bit of a banner, weird, isn't it? Yeah. bit of a weird name so anyway as he goes to the toilet in walks <clears throat> the Millwall mob looking for Tommy Fred. Jensen Fred no, yes. aye, Fred's there leading the Fred's gang Fred's there Fred's there and Fred's also the gang. An, an enormously overweight <laughs> man yeah. <laughs> yeah, very unhealthy man. Walks He's not going to run anything. Like... <laughs> so uh, they ask him uh, if if he knows a Tommy Johnson, and he, Tommy's like, "No, I don't." Can we He's just like, have a gonna... note, note for that? Is probably yeah. one of the best bit of acting in the whole film, where Tommy <laughs> oh. has to he has to act <laughs> as if he's acting. It's very meta, and he feels miserably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not his finest work, even though he did work with Pinter. <laughs> <laughs> he learned that doing the Pinter play. And right. it's like, do you know a Tommy yeah. Johnson? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. he, goes, he, goes, he goes, he goes, Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him, man. <laughs> Fantastic. It's like you're lying. You're you are Tommy Johnson. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you, are so you are definitely him. <laughs> I mean, is he, is the uh, is his is his brother or whatever relative this is of Fred not giving you a description of him? 
goes, yeah. he wears shit jumpers. Right, it's fucking him. He looks like Danny Dyer. He goes, what's your name? And he goes, what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is he going to be? One of these blokes he walked in the toilet with. He stood a yard apart <laughs> directly at him. What? What? <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> so and, good. And then he says his name's Dorian. And Dorian. As he's about to leave, it's not the phone rings. Not any phone, Tom. Not any phone. Uh, another it's Nokia. Nokia. <laughs> it's another Nokia. It's another Nokia. It's, no- it's all about Nokia and flip phones in this film. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> and God. He, and then Rod King is on the other end <laughs> asking if Dorian's there. Of course he is. And then, uh, so then you've, they go back. It's like you've had a fucking touch. Yeah, just like. <laughs> so they let him go, and then for some reason, <laughs> uh, the rest of the night's cut, and he wakes up the next day fully clothed. And, uh, fully clothed. He's always yeah. fully clothed. Yeah, always. He, uh... <laughs> yes. And he's always waking up on sofas, whether they're his sofa or someone else's. Fully clothed. <laughs> <clears throat> and. Uh, for some reason, Rod King and uh, Billy Bright now just play a, a completely unnecessary prank on him. <laughs> Why did they do that? Like, there's no explanation for it, is there? There's no, like, it doesn't it was, need to like, be in the film. It was to extend the running time to <laughs> one hour, 27 minutes, because maybe it was a little short for theatrical release otherwise. The optimum well, like, length the, of any film is the one hilar- hour, 27 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> the, the hilarious gag. After oh, the, Also, he keeps having these visions again. Of where this is the part where the uh, <laughs> the vision is revealed to be Zebedee. I can't remember. Yeah, because it's. Oh, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. No, it isn't. No, it's not yet. I don't think that happens later when he also wakes up on a sofa. I think in his own house this time, <laughs> yes. fully clothed. And his yeah, own house looks pretty good for a man who does a few hours at a florist. Yeah, <laughs> and wears but, a sheet for work. <laughs> so. He wakes up, and then Rod tells him that he's uh, not only trying to get off with uh, Billy Bright's wife, <laughs> but then also battered her. Broken, broken jaw. Yeah. Broken and it's just like, and it obviously he goes round, and again, it's another hilarious prank. I was just thinking, you've got the worst mates on earth. Even Zebedee's in on this prank. Yeah, everyone's just like laughing. Please, Bill. Like, Please, Bill. <laughs> what, what, would have, what were the visions... Well, you know, well, he, know, he, know, he knocks on the door. He's clearly knocked on the door and then stepped back ten yards, crouched down in preparation oh, yeah. for Billy opening the door. Please it's more Bill. ten or ten acting, by the way. Oh, superb. <laughs> you and the kids then. at the window as well, them yeah. horrible demonic creatures. He, he opens the door, doesn't he? Johnson. <laughs> you. And he calls, I can't remember what he calls him, he goes, I can't believe you fell for that. And then... <laughs> Everyone's there laughing at him, and he's like, I need, just need this done out with me, with me dreams. And yeah. <laughs> that he's not explained to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as we're aware, he's kept them to himself. Because the one time he did try and get counsel and off Bill, who knew, as we've already discussed, he prescribed Viagra, assuming yes. his cock was limp. Yes. <laughs> that's the first thing you assume, isn't it? Bill, I'm, I'm having these problems. Yep, it must be his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps just come out of a massage parlour in Bill's defence. That is that. Well, yeah, that's true. And he did in the massage parlour, lest we forget. Bill just wants to uh, skip the head massage and go straight skip to blowjob. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't a business, please, babe. <laughs> but then it's it's all gonna go a bit wrong for uh, Billy Bright because he's gonna have to do a bit of uh, soul searching because as he, as he can, <laughs> this, this this is just an, a monumentally brilliant moment. In the film. So essentially, he goes he goes to the pub where they all drink him, and Harris is having some kind of like Goodfellas style poker game. <laughs> he's with like, the, hired the back room. Yeah, hired the back room, and it's all like smoke filled whiskey, <laughs> and then they're talking about how they're gonna do Millwall on on what on the weekend. And it's like, well, we can't take Billy, he's become a liability and all this. Let's him look after the chavvy little yeah, teens, yeah, basically. Yeah, take them down Surrey Keys. And, uh, and obviously, uh, Billy's watching this as it happens. Like, through the like, little, cubby, little cubby hole. <laughs> and, so, and he's obviously like, he's just, and then he says, the immortal words, Matthew. He's a spend force. He's a spent force. force. But also, how can Billy hear this? <laughs> he's stood the literally at the door looking in. <laughs> I know, but like, yeah, anyway, he's a spent force. So then, obviously, Billy's like that, confused. They were the really cutting words for him, I think. Oh, this is a spent lot for him force. to deal with. Yeah. So, so he goes, and then, uh, so obviously, uh, well, obviously, because he's got a... Dr- it, well, he must still have this driving ban because he then just, just <laughs> wanders the streets of London. Obviously, again, a deserted London. It's a theme in these like hooligan films. Yeah, no one lives in London. They just and come he... in for the match. Yeah. <laughs> so he away. wanders around, does a bit of like staring into the Thames, and then goes back to his house looking very, very sad. He was really sad. It won't even really eat his tea. Do you know how we know that he's really sad? Because of really good acting. Agreed. Agreed from Frank Harbour there. And then, he's, and then his wife's like, what are you on about, Bill? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, she tries to serve him his uh, dinner through the, one of those hatches in the wall. The serv- that's, yeah, that's very old school. Obviously, that. what we've got a, a picture of here is in this uh, kitchen sink drama is that Billy Bright is very much the man of the house and his oh, wife, yeah. I'm not sure if she has a name, oh, yeah. uh, is the person who lives in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's called the missus. Oh, sorry, the missus. Or Her the indoors, wife. Yeah, wife. Or a wife. <laughs> and uh, she serves him his dinner, and uh, he even asks her. Massive dinner now, as well. He's gone from counsellor with his own prescription drugs to needing to be counselled because he's uh, sad. It's uh, it's full circle in the forty-five seconds where this all <laughs> happens. All this has happened yeah. to a soundtrack of so, primal scream of, and yeah. punk music. He's heard. He's heard. He's he's been called a spent force. He's got home sad for his tea, and now he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not quite fine yet. He's not quite fine, but because in the forest made him. Is it the forest he's in? Oh yeah, in the forest he's bought something for Millwall. And it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> because he's still soul-searching, isn't he? Because he asks Danny gun. Dyer. No, no. It's only a flare gun. It's only a flare gun. Oh, right, it's all right then, mate. You kill someone, you lunatic. <laughs> and obviously because Danny's been having these visions, he's, you know, he's thinking shit. Well, he creeps what up on him, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, this is, this is he when it... He creeps up and goes, Bright! Don't creep up on me like that, you sigh. <laughs> he does have well Tommy has that uh, th- his the the vision of Zebedee this time yeah and again wakes up fully close on his own sofa opens the door Zebedee's there alive and it's Millwall Day Millwall and, Day and he this, keeps asking and, him if he's alright doesn't he 
You're right, yeah. Seb. You're... Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm fine. <laughs> and then it's just a, one hell of a montage of people walking. Oh, but there's, there's a great bit. There's a great bit precedes this way or during this, where Harris is on the phone to Fred to arrange the meet, and Fred says, "Come fucking find us." So like yeah. an elaborate game of hide and seek. Yeah. <laughs> With heads getting kicked in at the end of it. <laughs> but there's also, but it's also uh, as everyone's walking to uh, to this the meet, uh, Rod King is having a <laughs> is having a meet, having a lovely meal with his uh, with his girlfriend's parents. Well, he isn't. He's in the he's toilet. He's having a bad time. Well, a line. Uh, he's having a, a hearty line of recreational drugs. <laughs> and then he sits. He sits back down and delivers a line of like, "Wow, that espresso has really kicked in." <laughs> You don't drink espresso. You don't drink espresso, Rod. <laughs> you don't drink espresso. Just like, Phew. Why has he had an espresso before? Oh, no, he's just—he's not. He's just drunk. I know, I know d- that, but like, why? Like, why would he say? Like, of all the lines he could have said, like, just great. I love Rod King. And then he gives like some kind of like holier than thou speech about how they're all like scum and all yeah. that. And then walks out. Oh, do, does he walk out or does he finish? No, he, the, he, oh, no, he pays, pays the, the bill. bill. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't he go on a massive rant as well about like, yeah. oh, could be worse, it could be one of these like yeah. stuck up, one yeah, of, yeah. Go, yeah, back to the middle goes, class shit again, isn't it? Basically, because yeah, because well, her dad asks him about his air conditioning firm. That's he right. Goes, um, yeah, I have a few vans out on jobs at any time. Um, but my real passion lies in kicking people's fucking heads in it. That's football. right, yeah. Um, and then, then he goes into the still could be where, and he goes, I, I don't do drugs. Well, not really. And, and he goes, um, yeah. yeah, and he, uh, that's when he goes into the could be worse, could be like you. So, well, it, it's like, <laughs> I it's think it would be weird, like, And then it's pays like some, for the meal. It's <laughs> a weird class war kind of yeah. like speech, but then pays for everybody's meal. It's yeah, like as if he's like, and he just, it just it's like out. a gesture as well. He's like, no, oh, no, no, don't fine. worry. I, <laughs> I also it. think if we were to make a remake of this based in Sunderland, Nick Barnes would play her dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult because the man who, who, play, who, who plays just, Bill, Stephen, Stephen, yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Or would Stephen be Harris? Stephen, well, Harris leads the firm. To be fair. Or would Gareth be mm. Harris? Well, Gareth, Gareth, could be Gareth Gar- admin the registers Gareth. Yes, <laughs> I like Gareth it. is Harris. Billy Bright is Stephen. Um, and who would be <laughs> Rod King? <laughs> well, I don't know, but me and Rory should probably Frankie. be. Frankie. Me and Rory should who, probably Tom? be uh, Frankie. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> me, me and Rory wow. can be Zebedee and Raph. Right, I'm having that. <laughs> Chris Weatherspoon, who we've decided is a mag now, because uh, he's a, he's lapping up this takeover news. He yeah, would be Fred. He's Fred, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so, sorry for that digression. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so as the as the they go to the meet, and also Rod King's there now. Yeah, he's Rod's such a joined, legend. Yeah, joined the lads. But fine as well. Also, it, just, it just seems fine. like no, not like it, coked up or anything. Just like. Hi. But even when he's cooked up, he's pretty relaxed. <laughs> also, it's like he could have just done that meal and gone anyway. I know. He just like yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was maybe that's what he did too. Um, but then uh, 
like Tommy's like, oh, I've got a bad feeling about this because he's had all these premonitions for weeks, yeah. and uh, these premonitions come true because he gets his head kicked in. <laughs> because, because all those people, also the the man with the bandage on his head now does not have the bandage on his head, but no, because he now. doesn't have the bandage on his head, we don't know who he is, so he just gets his head kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's kind of, and again, it's it's not like. Without going back to not want to dwell too much on Green Street again, but it's like that final scene in Green Street where it's just like mm-hmm. a big fight on a beach is like, well, it's ridiculous. But this one is like, yeah, this is kind of what they do. They just I find like this, this. Like, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah this, it's patch, good and, yeah. this patch of wasteland in somewhere in Bermondsey, and then the riot police turn up. But yeah, that's kind of I could I mean, kind of imagine yeah. that actually and happens. Firing <clears throat> a flare gun at somebody. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anyone in the end though, so that was okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, and so <laughs> towards the end of the film, it's like uh, he wakes up in hospital again. Wakes up somewhere, <laughs> just yeah. like, not yeah. fully clothed this time, no, but he's, he's <laughs> next to his granddad. He's next to his granddad. I know who's amazing. This isn't it? Like in all the hospitals <laughs> in all of London, just wakes up next to his granddad. I'm surprised the taxi yeah. driver isn't there as well. Who's had a heart He's attack? He's the porter. He's had a heart attack <laughs> on a bus after being, after telling uh, Zebedee to stop being racist. Yeah, more racism. Yeah, more racism. More slammed racism, though. Again, in, in, encouraging that yes, racism is bad because we are meant to empathise with the granddad Bill, yeah. who is a nice man, and Zeb is a scrot. So we agree with him when he slaps Zebedee in the face. Yes, agree. Yes, and I also yeah. like this line in this moment where they're both in the hosie together, and uh, the hosie, the, the hospital, hosie. <laughs> uh, the hosie. Oh, right. He says, "Nearly ended up in the boneyard, my son." I love that boneyard. Boneyard. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of this, when he's at the oh, cemetery no. where he's burying his mate, and he's like, yeah. "It could be you in a boneyard." I love that <laughs> word, boneyard. Also, when when he's in hospital, uh, Rod King has already been and brought him some grapes. <laughs> Probably ate them all, didn't he? Crap. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, so and then he goes back. So he gets out of hospital, and then got the hosser. Sorry, Hosie. <laughs> and then goes. Hosie. Get it right. Sorry, mate. (laughs) And then he goes back to the pub, and the eternal question, was it worth it? Of course it fucking was. (laughs) So he's learned nothing. He's learned nothing from this... And then, but, he, uh, but what what injury did he have that led him to say what was what to ask whether it was all worth it? Ruptured bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Ruptured, yeah, that was it. What it? the fuck? <laughs> oh, Ruptured God. bollocks. And he gets then, a lot uh, of kicks in the head, but it's his bollocks that have been yeah. most affected. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the brain damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be no, no, he ain't got head. a brain, has he? No, he hasn't. <laughs> and then, uh, just, to f- <laughs> just to finish off the film, uh, Zebedee goes to do uh, more drugs in the toilet and is promptly shot in the face. <laughs> Cut the jam going underground. <laughs> the, the poetic justice, by the way, though, is getting shot in the head by the man doing the drugs that he probably yeah. stole off the man who shoot him. Yeah. And yeah. also, Danny Dyer is a clairvoyant who... Yeah because he sees under the bandages yeah. that it's Zebedee yeah. and that's why he's really worried that Zebedee's dead yeah. but then little he's does known. Danny Dyer know Zebedee will end up dead 
does it stop Danny Dyer wanting to be a hooligan? According no. to the montage at the end, no. <laughs> of course it fucking doesn't. <laughs> but then it it gives a brilliant bit where it's like it gives all like where are they now? Yeah, and it's like it, Harris is doing the same thing. <laughs> Zebedee is, is dead. Yeah, yeah. Zebedee's dead, and no one has learned a thing because they're all doing the same thing. Mm, Billy Brighton, <laughs> Billy Brighton prison for seven After calling years. Calling the judge or not? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Danny Dyer is oh, Tommy is still doing the exact same thing. Because it, it also, that t- there's an awful bit at the end. It's just like, Tommy Johnson now loves rugby. Oh, yeah. Oh, just like... Does he bollocks, yeah. Does he bollocks. It's like, oh, for, oh, give it a rest. Rod King, Rod King <laughs> no. lives in Penge and is running his air conditioning firm. Yeah, how like... does he not get dumped after uh, yeah. that? <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Python, but I just well, love how, like... <laughs> yeah, we've kind of looked at this and we're sort of thinking... There's a bit of a moral story here because, yeah, everyone was kind of okay, but then he gets shot at the end. But none of us are going to change our lives anyway, despite no. the fact that Bill's gone to prison, despite the what fact Zebedee is going underground, yeah. <laughs> nah, did I st- he didn't start supporting rugby. He kept kicking people's heads in. And it's... And it's <laughs> Not even when his granddad offered him to like take a free plane ticket to Australia yeah. and just live there. No, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Why would you want to leave We're... your job in the florist? <laughs> just, He's just probably like... running the florist now. With Bill, oh yeah, with Bill, Bill inside. Shit, the the well, florist the thing, might have closed. Shit. The thing is, the legacy of this film was like he was like put up as this like, kind of like hero of like. Yeah. of like football hooliganism yeah. and that is why he looks so uncomfortable when he was doing these real football factories and he was talking to like <laughs> real people we need to do this we need we do need we to do, do need to because there's well, a lot of material in those two series of the real factories it's so good i need to watch but, them again much to becky's annoyance Tonight. yeah for the, for those who uh, <laughs> for those who are unaware like following the success of green street uh, sorry, Green Street Football Factory. Uh, two years later, mm. Danny Dyer was sent out to do, to meet actual football hooligans, um, and he just just every episode mm. is just him drinking really bad lager, looking really uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> talking Johnson. to these like literal lunatics. <laughs> yeah, but, was, uh, when I was on, it mentioned that I had the uh, deluxe version of this DVD. The, um, the uh, there's a there's a little bit of the making of the football factory where they are apparently old football hooligans used as extras. I like so, that. Yeah. Giving something back so to the community. Well, the real like the fight scenes are quite good. So I like the fight scenes better than a lot of action films. Kicking the shit out of each other like it was 1985. But the thing is, it's like it just feels a bit more realistic. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> Than like the kind of like blood pack, like fun of Green Street, where just yeah. everything explodes <laughs> on people's chests. This, this uh, film, if it was made by maybe a different director, Michael would, Bay. Oh God, I'd love that. Everything explodes. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> well, it's I mean, obviously the, best the legacy film of, of all time. That well, that is reserved for the legacy left by Green Street, which was, of course, Green Street Two. Well, Which, soon. <laughs> well, doesn't it set them apart? Where is Football Factory 2? 
Just saying. Yeah, exactly. We need a sequel. Uh, well, there was rumours that it was going to be in 2011 when Bill got released from prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have but been it didn't, so it didn't materialise. Maybe he's still in, in inside because of bad behaviour. Well, <laughs> he was sentenced to seven years, followed it up by calling the judge a nonce. I'm was thinking that before or after be the prison. sentence. Do you I reckon he kept his nose clean inside, though? Probably mm, not. Probably selling flowers inside. <laughs> yeah, right. Could be, could be. Uh, I hope he's all right. <laughs> well, so, what uh, would you give this film out of ten? Uh, Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those films where you know if you come in from a night out and you're a bit like you're a bit pissed, a bit lagging. and it's yeah, fully lagged, <laughs> and it's about <laughs> half, half eleven at night, and you see it, and it's like ten minutes in. Yeah. You're gonna watch all of it. Oh yeah, you? I was using it was nothing on else. Comedy you... Central the other day. Comedy Central. Well, it is. It's it's very amusing. It's got skits well, yeah, like that the, bit yeah, where they stitch Danny Dyer up. But it's, <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> but I I think the soundtrack's it's really bad. well. The, the soundtrack's great as well if you've just got in after a few bevies, isn't it? Because it's really like oh, I can continue the night out with oh, these really lovely good. lads. The yeah, yeah. The soundtrack is good. To be fair. That ending, that I, I, I mean, going underground, such a good song, uh, but it's just the way it cuts, like you say, Tom. It's, it's, it's like beautiful. the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, I haven't finished watching that yet. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, okay. Well, going underground doesn't play, so it's all right. It should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the jam had the rights to that as well. So, when we remake this film in Sunderland, which I hope we do uh, very soon. Uh, we've already got some of the cast lined up. Maybe we yeah. could direct it. Yeah, we direct it. It'd be fine. It'd be, a bit, you know, pick your service station. <laughs> well, Scott's Scott Corner. Corner. Maybe. Yes, yes. it's yeah. it's them Wickham fans that done us. <laughs> There's no away fans come to our games anymore. It would have to be currently important. We are indeed a spent force. Yes, <laughs> this would be a metaphor for we the are state Billy of the club. <laughs> That's what they should have called Sun until I die. Spent force. Spent force. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sad football. <laughs> well, I think what I can safely say is the hooligan genre is better than any other football films, oh, in my really? opinion, because it doesn't feature a lot of football, and football films just don't work for me. This is another discussion for another time, maybe, but um, I think these work because it isn't about football. I mean, yeah. Green Street doesn't work because it's shit. But, like, this works... No, it's also great. Well, yeah. But the the worst bits are when it's on the pitch. Well, yeah, because it's the wrong club. Be... <laughs> the wrong we... <laughs> and again, like like you're saying, in Green Street, it's just crowbarred in. It's yeah. just like, oh... Whereas, like, it's not, a, it's not about the football because, like, the hooliganism isn't about the only, football, you just really. get the, I, I wondered, because you get shots of um, the den in the film. It's the only stadium you see, really. You mm. see a bit of Spurs, I think. But I wonder if Millwall are just delighted for the exposure. Oh, great, another film release that we can get into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about so people kicking each sold, other in, great. The, they probably sold the DVD in the club shop. But it does show, like... This, yeah. It's weird. It's like, it does show, like, normal Millwall fans going to the game. It does, yeah. So, yeah, so it it's does. just like, it, there's a distinction as, like, mm. if, like, Millwall don't want to be seen in a bad light, it's just like true. It's not. We're not all just hooligans, but I don't know who cares. It's Millwall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. 
final thoughts on this tour de force of cinema, Matthew? Uh, incredible. Uh, it didn't <laughs> get any better than this for me. I, it's hard Brett. to disagree. <laughs> it's, it's just a thoroughly watchable film. It's a romp. <laughs> It, and it only goes on for, it goes on for ninety minutes, the length of a football game, and you. Oh, it's perfect. It, it just it's packed so tightly that it's like there's never there's never any filler moment of it. Yeah. And of all the films within this genre, I, I I think it's one of the better ones. I think so. I think and as well because it doesn't suffer from anyone doing really shit accents. Yeah, no, because well, they all are actually from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Just us, just us trying to do it on the. Oh yeah, but that's part yeah. of the joke. It's a running joke from the last episode, which I wasn't part of. But you know, collectively, it's, a, it's uh, the, the amazing thing is that Green Street Two does surpass this film, and we must <laughs> well, watch it. Uh, well, we must watch it. I need to watch that again to make to make some. To some make of the some racism that in that one is beyond belief because it doesn't even isn't even framed <laughs> by this message of racism is bad. It's just oh, in no. there. And you're like, wait a minute, uh, what? Why is he doing I mean, that? Why is he saying I it? I haven't seen that one for a while. I need oh, to watch it's so that good. Well, the premise. Before we, before we get on the Green Street 2, uh, <laughs> we'll wrap that up there. Uh, Football Factory is available, as I, <laughs> as I mentioned before, <laughs> to watch on Amazon Prime. Um, and Or you could just watch all the various clips on or YouTube. Just, or just put Film 4 on. On a and it'll be night, on. It's it'll so be Comedy on. Central, yeah. apparently. Comedy Central, yeah. It's sometimes on the Sony channel as well. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you can it's watch on. it anywhere, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it uh, from, from uh, this uh, this film club. Uh, stay safe, keep washing your hands, and uh, fuck the mags. Oh,